Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. See, this is why I love this. I just like haven't talked to anybody about it except for you yet. So now I'm just getting stoked because it is like, that's so cool. And that really, I don't know, that's mind blowing. Welcome back to another episode of iPad Pros. This is, as you probably know, iOS 16 week and watchOS 9 week. And I'm pleased to present the other half of my discussion with Matthew Casanelli, all about shortcuts for iOS and iPadOS 16. This is the part where we really dive deep into all things shortcuts for iOS and iPadOS 16 and should be kind of the perfect tool to help you kickstart some automation brainstorming now that you do have your iPhone up to date on iOS 16 and for those more adventurous, your iPad on iPadOS 16.1, whatever beta we may be at at this point, beta 1, I believe. Check out episode 149 for the first part of this discussion uh, but this is where we get to all the really meaty stuff on iOS 16, so I'm really excited to share this. But before we get to that, I want to share a kind of cool stuff found thing that I recently picked up. So if you listen to the last episode covering the Apple September event, I was uh, dead set on hanging on to my 12 mini. So in a dramatic change of course from the last episode, I made the decision to go from my 12 mini to the 14 Pro Max because why not jump from one extreme to the other? And one thought I had was there must be a way to mount via MagSafe an iPhone to the side of an iPad when in the Magic Keyboard. And after a little bit of searching, I found what I believe is the perfect solution. The product is elegantly called the DK177 Magnetic Phone Holder, Uh, At least that's what's known as on Amazon. I got the black version with silver accents, which look great with my silver iPad Pro. Uh, The concept of this product is you have a little metallic arm that you can slide down from the back of your iPad Pro's magic keyboard. And when extended, has a little MagSafe puck just for mounting, no charging. And it is executed really great. It is stable. Uh, and when changing positions from extended to storage mode, feels perfect. It, it just it glides nicely. It's not loose. It just it feels great. And I also think it looks pretty great on the back of my iPad Pro with the black Magic Keyboard. It kind of balances out that uh, camera with this uh, product on the other side, and kind of feels right in place here. I bought it for $16 shipped from Amazon. So, yeah, $16, not much at all. And a link will be in the show notes if you are interested in trying this out. Uh, You can see some pictures of this on Twitter, and I'll try to include those in the show notes as well. But I thought, especially with an always-on display with the iPhone 14 Pros, this seemed like a no-brainer to have the second display that I can have when desired right next to my iPad Pro. So when I'm in that kind of laptop configuration on my iPad in that Magic Keyboard, I'll have that extra screen space if I want to you know, throw my Twitter client up on there and uh, use my iPad Pro screen for something else. So that seemed pretty cool. I would love if Universal Control came from an iPad to an iPhone. But for now, uh, when you're in laptop mode, it is just as touchable as we had, you know, iPads prior to adding that trackpad support. So uh, it's right there in touch range and is a great extra way to kind of utilize your iPhone when using the iPad. So I thought I'd share that as others may be kind of interested in checking that out. As a reminder, you can support this podcast by subscribing in Apple Podcasts or by becoming a Patreon supporter over patreon.com slash iPadPros. For as low as a dollar a month, and that dollar really does help. It adds up, and every dollar helps uh, with the production of this podcast. And my thanks to everyone that currently or has in the past supported the podcast. With that, here's the rest of my discussion with Matthew Castanelli, all about shortcuts for iOS 16. Enjoy. So um, over the summer, what have been your most new actions and abilities you've been using and would kind of miss if you had to go back to the old version? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the newest ones that's probably the best features from iOS 16 are the Safari tab actions. Um, And we just got them in, in the last two betas. And so I did a stream about it, but I haven't been able to test a ton. But the ability to get all of your tabs from Safari and open 
things and new tabs and do tab groups and all that is you just basically couldn't do it before and now you can this year. And so that's huge because that's been a thing just forever with shortcuts is like, I have 10 links open. I want to put them into my to-do list. You should be able to do that in one second with the computer mm. not sit there and do yeah. it for five minutes or something like that. So that stuff is all super possible with shortcuts now. And that's awesome. I haven't even checked curious uh, in the betas because they were missing some filter features. So just like the ability to get tabs that like are from a certain website or something like that. Um, I'll have to check that out, but that's it. That's going to be probably the most popular one. I've been using more and more of the tab groups. They, they seem super handy and I'm, I'm curious if I'll end up using the collaboration with the tab groups. I, I think there's some use cases where that could make sense and could be interesting. Yeah, that's, that's cool too. Um, I think that, so another set of actions that I don't know how much I'm going to actually use these actions per se, but what they're for is the focus filters feature. And so tab groups, you can assign to a focus. And so I'm really big on focuses. And so if I'm in shortcuts mode, it can open up all of my website tabs that I have for publishing my shortcuts and stuff like that. Or if I'm in video mode, it opens YouTube studio for me automatically. Yeah. Um, You can have a screencasting mode where it has dummy information and stuff, which totally long time. (laughs) It's like, let me get set up. So I don't share personal information. Yeah, I mean that's definitely um, <laughs> that one's fun. <laughs> like, yeah, you could you can finally open the messages app during a live stream if you have the proper thing. You have some like yeah, hey, that's a great point actually. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, hey, I'll have to. I might actually have to use that. Um, yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> I know. It, it, it make up some <laughs> fake Apple IDs that just have a weird conversation. So, somebody them. has uh, Antonio in my shortcuts community has shortcuts to do that because he had the same problem. It's like if you're taking screenshots for work. And it has all this personal information in there. That's not cool. Um, no. But the, so those focus filters actions, what's weird is you can turn on or set which focus filter works for which mode using shortcuts. It's weird because the, the focus itself also has an option to pick filters. So you yeah, can like so it's like you can tr- control those shortcuts actions, control what happens in the settings app. And <laughs> so it's like... A, I I haven't fully, it's like this weird thing where like I could run a shortcut that then changes the setting, but I don't know when I would run that shortcut. It's like like you have have, focus where you want two modes within a focus, right? Yeah. Or it's like only, I think, I think that actually probably, it's probably with focus modes. It's like when I'm in personal focus, disable all of my focus filters, but when I'm in work mode, turn them on. Or something like that. Yeah. But I don't know why you wouldn't just always leave them on and never set. So this is, it is like a weird, I'm sure I'll come into it, but it's just thinking about it as a feature doesn't, you don't really immediately wrap your head around. Yeah. It. Or maybe um, you want personal focus on and for like the first couple hours, you don't want to filter out work stuff quite yet. You want to, uh, you know, uh, ease yeah. into it. And Even then, just like then checking <laughs> yeah. without turning it off. And yeah. stuff like that. Um, and then at like yeah. you know, like seven o'clock, it just like turn everything off or something. Out. Yeah, exactly. Like you could have a different degrees of mid tier or something like right. that. Um, but so the, that functionality in general, though, is great for focus filters, because when you're switching, fo- like I was saying with the iPad and the widgets, just having your apps set up just for that mode that you're already in is really powerful. I honestly, now that I think about it, I want focus filters for the shortcuts app to only show me the right folders. Oh my God, I need that so bad. That'd be like, good. It, this is ties into um, the other one that I in particular have been using a lot during the betas is the open folder action for shortcuts because I have like 200 folders. <laughs> and so I have a whole system of like all of my red folders are YouTube mm-hmm. video things, but now I just have a menu that shows me those different folder names and I can open right to it. And so this has just been great oh, for like nice. just just me only. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, I was like, holy cow, I needed this so bad. Because I will just spend time looking through the shortcuts app to find the shortcut that I want because I just have to scroll through the sidebar or something. So like it actually really makes a difference for me. Or like going back to the focus filters and focus mode things like you could have it when a focus mode changes, it can show you the right shortcuts folder or something, or you can also like automate searching shortcuts. And so it is just like, I think 
some of this doesn't totally make sense until you start to see these other actions where, so they also added support for tons of stuff in notes, voice memos, mail, um, the books app to do the same type of things of open a collection of your books collection or your mail folder or your notes folder. And so they're really making that before we get into the details of those, mm-hmm. they're really making like every functionality that you could really want in an app automatable with shortcuts. I think like sometimes it is like you are like, do I really need this? And it's like, maybe you don't, but some person does. And for one context, yeah, like for instance, it can really make like sense. The option to go, there's like an option to go to a certain tab in the clock app. It's like, do I really need that granularity? But I guess someone does. But it's really like each of those tabs used to be a dedicated physical product, yep. a world clock and a timer. And yep. so like having a shortcut to open your timer really does allow you to rethink just from apps into like those places in those apps. Um, yeah, you can make think, like, like a timer icon instead of having the clock icon near your home screen and have that yeah. be a thing. And it's also like at a certain point, you should just be able to do whatever you want with shortcuts. It being limited because they just chose not to let you do that one function is kind of where, like, why let me figure it out? And I probably will actually do that. And so like a good example is um, they have like change notes settings. So like you can change the ability to when you tap with the Apple Pencil on the screen, uh, go to your last note or not. And and you can automate that with shortcuts now. So a good example, again, I think all of it really comes back to focus modes and, and those automations. Mm-hmm. It's like when I'm in work mode, I want that to happen. But when I'm in personal mode, I don't. Um, or like, I actually really like for the notes app. Do you ever use the grid view? Um, I do. It's handy. It's so good. And I love it. But like, I think it's it doesn't work quite the same on the Mac as it does on the iPad. Um, I think on the iPad, when you're in a folder, it will show you in the grid subfolders that you can click on. And on the Mac, it doesn't show you that. This is, again, they should just fix this feature. I don't need to automate it depending on the platform. <laughs> but um, it's like if you just wanted it differently on one platform or the other, you can automate that with shortcuts now, too. And, and there's like a whole... Uh, my friend Alex Cox is really into VR stuff. And so mm-hmm. a lot of people talk about Apple updates. They're like, hmm... You know, how, like in iOS 16, notifications come in from the bottom. It's like, hmm, that would make sense if you were in a VR environment. Um, and that made me think about all this stuff with shortcuts, too. If you have all these grid view versus list view with notes and you want to change it, but you don't have a mouse in front of you and you're just using your voice, then being able to automate it with the app shortcuts type thing even for apple's apps makes sense too they need to make apple shortcuts for lack of a better horrible naming of like (laughs) this is kind of what i do most of the time is i get they have actions for pin notes delete notes open notes account chain setting open notes view folder create folder move notes to folder i will basically become that app shortcuts feature and make every possible shortcut that i can with that and i made the really bad joke they're matt shortcuts um (laughs) But um, I think just other like notable stuff is like uh, I mean, Find Notes was broken for yeah, it was one of the like, like two notes years. Or yeah, so so like that Same was another reason I didn't. I've been waiting this whole time to build notes in the same way that reminders I can feed in information. Everybody uses notes, but we haven't really been able to reliably automate the notes app until now. Also, and so. That's a big difference this year. Um, you can save rich notes into the notes app. Just being able to save a web page and like most of the text and not lose the links was not possible with shortcuts. And so notes also is this whole wide open um, venue now too. Is there any way to automate exporting data out of notes or is that still not a thing? You can find a note and get the body of the note oh, and okay. share it with shortcuts. I think there in the current betas, I haven't tested this. I think that body parameter is like broken or something. Okay. So, but, but eventually I think that it, could be the way to, to automate that. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure if it includes lots of images or the files yeah. and things like that. That's where it starts to get right. a little bit different. Um, but totally. I mean, I think you could export most of it and you might, but the whole like 100% reliability thing, I'm not yeah. entirely sure. Okay, cool. 
Yeah, and there's so much in there with like opening tags and folders. Like I can, it, as you mentioned, with the focus modes. Like you could, you know, you enter this focus and let's open up this part of the notes app and this part of the reminders app. The tag, yeah. I mean, I think that's where having that much level of tag control now too. It's like that plus the reminders thing. I'm like, it's like too much power all at once, and now I need to really be able to. <laughs> To harness it because I think also notes in particular tags are in line and I don't know how much I like that because then when I export it I think I have to like scrape out the tags and stuff yeah. um so I think that's where it's it's a little tricky it feels like next year I don't know it feels like we're close to like where they'll eventually provide linking between notes and reminders in some way like they're both getting very yeah I mean I feel like it should I think that's some something that shortcuts should be involved with also. Yeah. Like it's already like you technically can have a shortcut find that note already. It has that link somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And so I was like kind of positing on Twitter, what if you could have inline shortcuts that linked to another note and shortcuts as the back end could then become the front end for like buttons on iOS that just do things and take you places. And yeah. this is all very high level <laughs> ideas, but it is like, that's what shortcuts is. There just isn't a way to run it from another app yet. And if you could even type it yourself and have an inline, if you did just the shortcuts run shortcut URL scheme and it converted itself into a button, that would be awesome. Yeah. Cause you can get links to like an email messages in the mail app, but you can't get a link to like a notes not current there is a format that exists but you can't but it's hidden automate it and get the uuid with shortcuts or yeah. anything like that which you can do with like ulysses for example right um probably just because it's ugly and kind of terrible ultimately like you just want to link to the note you don't want the reference number for that note because that's doesn't mean anything and so i think that's where we, we maybe we are seeing the seeds of apple doing this slowly via the shortcuts app and then one day it's just going to work and then oh you can also do everything with siri in every app with your voice or from any app everywhere it's like yeah. shortcut, that's wild <laughs> i love it so one of the earliest shortcuts was evernote is is I'm curious, are there are there enough actions in this now to like pull up an Evernote note and move that over to the notes app, like do an import? I don't remember with Ever Evernote has actions from the workflow days. They do. Um, and I think and they've s- been updating them slowly to make sure they're still compatible over the years. Yeah, like Apple's maintained those cuz they didn't that was a nice thing that happened with the acquisition that they made sure that something that we had I think there was a couple things that we lost, but like something like Evernote, especially like losing that would be like, you'd lose those users forever um, from shortcuts. So they Evernote has this like weird, probably they can do more than other apps. Yeah, Um, I mean, (laughs) it seems like probably like this total, if I was an Evernote user and I wasn't happy perhaps with Evernote's (laughs) direction, um, (laughs) you could probably do a lot with their shortcuts now for sure. Like notes also now as a, for like power, power use, shortcuts, power users, I think is is a viable player as well. So like default apps are getting beefed up for sure. Like voice memos just got stuff, and I do a lot with. Um, I'll like record voiceovers for my videos, not to use in the video, but mm-hmm. just to understand how long it takes me to say it, because then I then time B roll to it and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Um, and it can actually be totally functional as basically like a personal podcast app too. And so you can automate a lot of that and even create a whole little folder system in there using shortcuts and delete memos out and stuff. So Yeah, the folders in voice memos is very interesting because I'm I'm a ferret user for all my podcast stuff and it's just one big long list of things and folders does actually sound nice to organize your different projects you're working on. Yeah. It's like I'm working on a even if I was going to practice for this podcast or whatever, I could make an iPad pros folder and then record separate little recordings into it rather than like add to one recording over time. Yeah. Does seem more like memos at that point than like, it did seem like I would have to like do one 
transcription before. Um, so it's interesting. I mean, I think it's, I'm of course going to play with it cause I can now, I don't know if I would otherwise necessarily, yeah. but just making voice memos more of a little platform, like shortcuts makes every app platform. Ooh, I like that. I never thought of it that way, <laughs> but <laughs> it does just tie it. Shortcuts is the platform, but by participating in it, you can hook in, have other apps hook in with yours too. And so I think, yeah, like, um, I mean, the books one is the other one too, where you can just get to every page and every, or not every page, but every book and tab and change the theme and resize. And yeah. that going back to that, that VR thing, being able to switch the page, that's where I was that's like, so that's weird. clearly that only that? Siri, but it's, yeah. it was like, if you're sitting at your Mac and you wanted to read a book, you have to like go click to change the page and you could be like turn the page. So like, yeah, but in VR too, I think that one was, I was like, why would you ever do that? <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, I guess that's why is with Siri. And then if it's voice and why are you hands free? It's probably VR type stuff. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's interesting. And, and just, I, I like the books app. I read books and yeah, being able app. to access my current book instead of tap through it or get to the different collections and things like that. I think it's, yeah. it's super interesting. I just wish, uh, I know that they have a partnership with audible for iTunes. I just wish the books app had a direct integration like iTunes did. Well, like audiobooks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have audiobooks, but they're, it's <laughs> yeah, not great. And, <laughs> It's just like 10 random chapters and, and you can't find where you are at all. So yeah. that all that could be a, a lot better too. Yeah. So something I was just thinking about, um, one of the sensibility features this year is the live captions. I would love mm -hmm. if there would be an action to like in the voice memos, generate live captions for this and save it as a text file. <laughs> like, I mean, that would just be transcription, right? It would be, yeah. But yeah. That's a, that's I mean, I think that's the missing... That's the last uh, holdout for shortcuts is you can take text and make it into spoken audio using Siri and you can do live text from images and all this stuff. But taking the audio and yep. getting the text out of it would be the next one. Because I feel I like that would be a big win uh, with the stuff that's local. It seems inevitable. Like I could yeah. see this being a, a feature next year. It is like one of those things that really someone like Apple should just do, but I think it also will like, it's kind of a big deal to be able to just transcribe audio. And so I think they would have to really get that right. And, and like, it could just be like a marquee feature, like, oh, you can transcribe like this year and um, you can scrape the background or it's more, you can scrape the subject out of any photo, mm -hmm. but in the, in the reverse also scrape the background. Yeah. Um, and that's automatable with shortcuts too. And so that's, that's super cool. Oh, so you can get the background scraped. Like, you well, or wait, not, not without the subject. Um, like it can't like fill in the background or okay. something like that. You but but in the process the of yeah. cropping out the subject, you can um, apply a layer to the foreground and the background of an image. Okay. Yeah. Um, so some of those like pixel meter actions, you could like just brighten the subject. Ah, uh, yeah. And and like so for it's uh, particularly the best example that you can think of is just the YouTube videos. If you're mm -hmm. gonna make the the dumb YouTube like <laughs> even like outline your body in a white line you could actually automate that with shortcuts now and have like your thumbnail auto generate or something like that and overlay the text on it too. That's where like, I'd have to really get, get into it. You know, next year they need to do, they need to do uh, video with that subject. Yeah, that would be wild. <laughs> um, you can crop the output of the background recognition thing right now. I mean, it, it really is just, um, portrait mode video stuff yeah that's what this feature really is but they just got it really good over the last year it's surprisingly so, impressive how well it works because for years at one of my jobs i would zoom in on an ipad with apple pencil and <laughs> delicately trace along the border <laughs> this is just laughable how good it is with i I'm planning on titling my video just like you can photoshop with siri now because you really can and like that's it is just Again, a mind-blowing technology that now we can also automate, and that is just like that's so cool. I love this. See, this is why I love this. I just like haven't talked to anybody about it except for you yet. <laughs> so now I'm just getting stoked because it is like that's so cool, and that really I don't know. That's mind-blowing. Like 
when you really think about it. You can do so much image asset processing with shortcuts now too. Like that's a really powerful, I, I generate all the icons for my shortcuts in my stream deck. Um, and on my website using shortcuts, I'll, I've created like 10,000 images in the last year and I haven't even thought about it. And if I was in Photoshop doing every one of those, I would be pulling my hair out right now. So like that is really cool. It's super cool. Yeah. And I'm seeing the other one that iOS 16 added was parked cars. And that's like an interesting, just like small quality of life thing. But like, and this is just an iPhone. So I did play around with it. Can I do anything in the Apple watch or iPad? It needs to be on iPhone for this action to work. Yeah. That is weird. I feel like the Apple watch thing almost seems like an oversight or like, I don't know. Yeah. Like it seems like the maps app only can deal with parked cars. If you have your, if it, if it doesn't have your phone, it might, it should it does have GPS, but yeah, it, I would love this. Yeah, I think it's like if t- I, if it's CarPlay. Yeah, it's it's it. using the CarPlay feature that. So when when you have CarPlay now, if you plug in your phone and unplug it like somewhere else that's not home, it'll show your car on the map, and you it'll can get do back this to it. too. Just if you have a Bluetooth speaker in the car, and oh, it knows nice. that's your car's radio, it'll do that as well, which is nice. Hmm. Yeah, it probably uses the significant locations like setting yeah um, i'm sure it does yeah stuff, and you can but, have some uh, bluetooth speakers as car radios as well which is probably handy for them hmm. that makes sense oh like in the setting of in the, the bluetooth speaker, speaker? You can tell what kind of ah. device it is Ooh, i wonder if that could tie into shortcuts in another way at some point like there is the no i was gonna say there's a automation for before you commute commute and it makes that prediction so i wonder if it could use that speaker thing as like a substitute for the carplay I mean, it uses yeah. just maps in general, right? But yeah, you can um, set the car. You can like with short. You could take a photo and put it in that spot and like leave. I, I haven't even really figured out how what you share this information because you can like leave a note for yourself too. That's like, I'm on level three of the like of the parking garage. Um, so that one's just fun. I feel like I like those little like something that isn't even an app. And it's like a feature of an app that's specific, like shortcuts can actually do that with um, workouts too. It's like, you don't even need an Apple watch to log workouts to the workout app. So with like the notes on a parked car, so it, it it adds those notes or the photo or whatever it is. um, And then when you go in the maps app, that information is just in there with your parked car info. Yeah. And also with shortcuts, you can retrieve that. So like I made a whole set that's here's where I, it's like, put my car here and then later you're like two miles away you're like where's my car and it shows you the photo and then tells you the, that's cool like your note and then then gets you directions to it and stuff like that because i'm the worst with finding my car like I, I yeah exactly <laughs> i feel like it is also just another like car finder like people would ha- this used to be like a huge problem more to even before the map stuff and you can like have a whole little automation for it i guess you could use it for bikes too hypothetically yeah, actually, that's a good point. You don't have to use it for because if cars you're manually logging it with the shortcuts, then it wouldn't really care if they're attaching to anything. Hmm. I wonder if you could like uh, do some sort of geocaching thing. <laughs> <laughs> that could be fun. I got so into geocaching when I was in college. That was like my jam. I'd be going yeah. to and fights. That's what I've always loved. That when when I first got workflow, it can get your GPS coordinates, and yeah. that's like. That's extremely accurate. And so for geocaching, the shortcuts is great too. Yeah. When I lived in a city, geocaching was like, wow, it's like Harry Potter. Like there's like stuff yeah. like everywhere. I guess for people who don't know, like geocaching is where you put a GPS coordinate and then like leave a hidden note in this like hole in a tree and then people can go find it and leave their own stuff. Or some magnetic that's... thing that's under a park bench somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty clever. It's like a little secret that's got to have NFC geocache air tag. I don't know. Oh, air tag <laughs> geocache. That, that'd be... That's creepy, I guess. That would be, <laughs> <A> little... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so mail, we actually have working search in actions and... Yeah. And and sir, this is a good year for cuz search and mail actually is functional for the first time. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Uh Apple would probably phrase it as it's much improved, but <laughs> right. no, yeah. yeah. It, it was you really couldn't find a lot. Yeah. No, I got so yelled I think, so many times for not being able to find emails over the years. It's <laughs> uh the same with mail as like uh, I think also on the Mac you couldn't send rich text and so there's definitely more with mail. I think we're still waiting on 
find mail because I need to check my email and then get it and open oh. it and respond to it. So you have to not just send right. an email. There's no refresh yeah. it, unless I, the push isn't enough for what you're trying to use it for. Yeah, it's the same with messages. And what's the the other like slightly frustrating part is they added automations for both mail and messages that have these cool. If you look at the shortcut input in those automations, you can get like the subject and the, all those kind of things, all the details out of it. They have all the functionality. I think it's probably the thing where shortcuts goes and looks and it gets 600,000 emails and right. freaks out <laughs> and like email and like being able to really automate your email is kind of dangerous. And so yeah. like just being able to send emails and not really understand what's going on, I think is like something that they need to, they need to do it well and right. And there's corporate security stuff and all that finding yeah. emails and uploading it. So like, I get why they probably haven't done it. Um, but in terms yeah. of just being able to do what you want with shortcuts, mail and messages, I think a lot of people end up not getting that far. How advanced will the search be for this action? Like, could you have a advanced search saying, find me emails within the past six months with this criteria, this criteria, and then you can have these kind of smart mailboxes set up through shortcuts almost. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I'm even just looking in, I feel like if you could like copy that because they have the tokenized search in mail where you can like be like the the subject is from this person and then these other things. And I don't think you can do that with shortcuts. And I think in theory, if you could open shortcuts or have that in the shortcut and it could just like search the text using that, it might work, but I haven't done too much to be honest. Um, okay. Cause I really try to avoid email as much as possible in my work, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I should do more. Cause I think it, I've been waiting for the find mail. It's like I can search it really just opens the search field and puts the query in for you. Okay. Um, and just advances mail search can be. And yeah, I think if you do like subject contains. Okay. No. Yeah. That's why I'm not sure it, it mail has that. It's like when you hit tab, it like turns it into a special search um, token. And so I'm not sure how that'll work with shortcuts. Probably not as as much, but I'm, they could definitely expand it to in the future. Like if they, it's kind of like you should be able to have saved searches via shortcuts like that. I see what you mean. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you're in the app, you can like search for attachments and stuff, but it's like after the fact, there's no, I don't think there's, I'm not sure if there's a way to like make a special query with that in it though. Yeah. yeah. That would be more the fine mail action at that point. Cause it would just return the results in shortcuts. This just opens mail and puts your search field in there. Right. And there's also a search files action. Same problem as it just opens the files app and puts your search there. But in terms of when you like need to find something, you can have a shortcut that just says search mail and just like, I have one of those uh, mail widget for all my little mail things. It's like open my various mailboxes and then search. And then I just type like receipt and it shows me all my receipts real quick. So yeah, it's not, not the advanced search yet, but I, right. that's totally, that's kind of the same thing of like, they just added that action. Now, now next year I want to see advanced search in mail. Yeah. And, and the files app, it's getting slowly better and better. And I know we can do more with like, attachment or um the extensions and stuff this year so i mean hopefully you get more and more actions over the years but right now we just have search files as the new one yeah exactly i mean i feel you last year we did get a lot of files and folders actions for shortcuts and i think what's just kind of even weird because shortcuts is cross-platform is like the files app only exists on ipad and there's finder actions for which are Mac different too yeah. And so, and the finder can do more than the files app. And so, yeah, I think that needs a little ironing out as well. Um, but just in terms of the actual files that you are working with, you can do almost anything with shortcuts too now. So I think that was a really underrated feature last year that I also haven't gotten like super, super deep with because it does just end up being, that's one of those like incredibly specific workflows for your work. And then otherwise nobody else is using that file. So like, right. it's kind of hard to find good examples. So this year, uh, Apple's getting yelled at because the new settings app on Mac is just 
god awful. Um, can you imagine in like five years if they get rid of the Finder and make it the Files app? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel they're on a collision course, the files and finder app, and maybe they'll be a feature parody one day. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It's like, it is just a different paradigm at it a is. certain point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, all of that, even the settings stuff there, there's no shortcuts really to change most of your settings, including no. on the Mac. And that's a, been a weird oversight at it's this point. That some of that stuff. People, a lo- almost every request that I get on Twitter is like, why can't I change this setting? And I'm like, they just kind of can't. So yeah, like, the best I think, we have is like, we have these URL schemes to get us to that part of the settings app, but that's about it. Um, which is, so I built a whole set for, I guess it's Ventura. Um, there's technically files on the Mac that represent like the accessibility pane it's a dot preference pane file. And so I have shortcuts to open those files, which take you to the preference pane. <laughs> but that also now just changed in the new Mac version. So I have three separate like deep link <laughs> methods rather than just having an action that just says open this view mm-hmm. in system preferences. So like that's again, I think I think a a huge story with shortcuts ultimately is that Apple themselves can't build shortcuts actions if those developer APIs don't exist yet, because workflow ultimately was using a lot of either these specific APIs did already exist and, or it was just like manually integrating them from one team. And so while they've been like building out the Mac app and the iPad app and the watch app these last few years, they've also been adding their own ability to add their own actions more powerfully and then give developers that capability too. And so we got voice memos, mail, Safari, notes, all of these apps that haven't been touched with shortcuts in a long time or barely, but now they're getting this deep functionality and can even go further after this point. But it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. It's like, I I wish this was where shortcuts was on day one, to be honest, because I wanted to go full speed with it. But I think it's, it's been a slow switch um, and their their ability to integrate it with Siri, I think, is going to be a, a big thing this year, because I think I think how well it'll land. It, I mean, I think some of it comes down to like the Apple magic at a certain point and how they tell people about this and how it feels when it rolls out. And if a lot of developers support this stuff, it can be really cool. It's like, oh, you can automate anything in any of your apps and use it all with Siri, too. Like, yeah. That's the, that's the promise of shortcuts, and I think we've been in that growing pain zone, especially with the Mac app last year. Um, but I think we're kind of seeing seeing the other side of it, um, and it's just it's like fun. I'm, that Photoshop type thing is like a great example, or like the Safari tabs is just daily work. I mean, I don't know how much people are photoshopping on a daily basis, right. but like the tab thing is like a lot of those daily flows. You can really start to get some powerful stuff um and yeah and hopefully app shortcuts will just help people open shortcuts see all this functionality and use that get into it and not just have this like 12 starter shortcuts or the gallery or something like that right yeah how many focus modes do you have because i think i i have like i have (laughs) well you you told me about the bug that still exists that lets you have unlimited focus modes so i i me and you probably have like uh the most uh focused uh I think there. I have t- at least twelve. I'd have. I'll have to count them. Um, I have a bunch of placeholders. Those where they take away from me. So yeah. Here, wait. Let me see if this bug. Oh no, they did fix it in this lit. Oh no, it's there. Okay. It's if there, you yeah. open, if you open focus and close it three times, it'll give you the plus in the top right corner again. Yeah. Like I have ten um, placeholders plus another ten of active. Use. <laughs> <laughs> I have a big That's hilarious. List you just, just claim them all you can. Exactly, I mean, yeah. I just did. Um, I did the default one, so I have like driving, gaming, um, personal, and work. Yeah. But then for work, I did shortcuts, videos, writing, live streaming, my newsletter. Um, and so I have different home pages for each of those that I switch to. And then personally, I also have like music, uh, reading, travel, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I have one focus mode for all 15 home screen pages that I have, That's um, awesome. but it really, when you switch in between them, it shows a different 
combination of those home screens and the shortcuts that I have for them. And so it, it really, it, it works really well. Yeah, the like home I screen mean, stuff is just so special. Like I, the Mac, it just doesn't have like a home screen exactly. equivalent. It's so weird to me. It's it's been the hard that's been the hard part. I think that's where the Stream Deck was really big for me because I could show my shortcuts right in front of me and even not have to show them on screen um depending on how I want. And so that was it's I mean cuz it's probably just mostly matching my widget setup and I really like that, but plus the Mac has its own paradigms for all menu bar and share sheet or, yeah. or the services menu and all that. The keyboard shortcuts there, that's the one thing iPad users should be jealous of is running a shortcut with a keyboard shortcut yes. is pretty sick. That and and the, awesome. the special feature too is that uh, different from even running them in the Mac app is when you run them via the keyboard shortcut, you can stack them and run multiple versions even of the same shortcut at the same time. So I do stuff where I scrape data back up to Airtable and I can run it 40 times on different categories and it'll all run in the background. And that like legitimately could save me like three hours sometimes. Um, yeah. cause if it was running one by one through all of my shortcuts that I'm backing up to my website, it's going to take a lot longer. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, Marco Arman, as we did earlier, uh, it was sad when he told, uh, people that the focus filter didn't seem to make sense for overcast, like I'm subscribed to like I don't know way too many podcasts, uh, probably fifty to a hundred. I would love a focus filter for like uh, for family time if they're just work shared podcasts in personal work. Yeah, yeah. it totally Maybe makes sense. A gaming one, ones I listen to when playing games, like it would be great. I think that's a it's that's going to be an interesting feature. Like I don't really know what it's like to have every app use a focus filter, and I don't the thing that I might not like is just the visual part in every app now there's like this little bar that's like you're focused it's like just like i want it while also not interfering with the design um i think that's probably yeah i don't know that's where (laughs) marco is just like i don't like that and so you're like dang it (laughs) (laughs) right yeah (laughs) maybe yeah i mean i feel like seeing more use cases from other apps is where focus filters starts to make more sense like uh card pointers the it's a emmanuel i think his name's kovasi i've never even said it and i want to say say it fancier than i know it's like french (laughs) um but it's a app that shows you like the right credit card for Mm -hmm. which points you need and it's like when you're travel mode you have a credit card for your travel thing and it's like that's a perfect example and i think it's those focus filters are a little bit weird but yeah i could totally see i have work and personal podcasts that i listen to yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it'll be. I'm so curious how third parties integrate with that. Like, there's some cool things. Yeah, but it's there. like they didn't add it to the podcast app either. They did not. Though. So, like, nope. I I kind of get it. It's it is like I bet it there'll be a work leaning focused for those things, and yeah. then it's mostly you turn it on while you're in the work focus, and then otherwise just show everything. But it's the same thing. I don't want to see my work email when I'm in personal mode like that's that's alone literally work-life balance at that point so like (laughs) it totally makes sense yeah i'm almost curious now like um explicit media like if there would be a way to tie media (laughs) types of like explicit have that disabled when i'm on like family focus mode or something <laughs> it will and work hopefully it works yes that's <laughs> so it kind of just of, that workplace but yeah uh, <laughs> when, when kids are nearby <laughs> yeah exactly i know what you mean but exactly, yeah. <laughs> um yeah i mean that'd be interesting I, I i guess media apps could probably yeah it kind of does depend i feel like some of that almost i think this is where being a ipad pro is you, th- you see the feature and you immediately want it plus the like specific version of how you yes. could implement it. And that's probably where they have to, they don't even really realize that until they get it also. And then yeah. they build for next year or something like right, that. Yeah. Yeah. But as I'll always be the champion of filing your feedback because it's like, that's a great idea. And they might just not have thought of a media type in a specific way being perfect for focus yeah. mode or focus filters. So I finally last night, filed a radar for uh the stupid video player uh on ios 16 ipad os 16 where i'm constantly fast forwarding and reminding when i use slide yeah. over i i like it until i don't <laughs> i did that this morning i was listening to a podcast and i skipped 30 minutes ahead and i was like what the heck like, 
I'm constantly fast forwarding, rewinding when I touch. Like, it, it, there's at night sometimes bugs will fly in and be attracted to the light. So I'm trying to like smash a bug on the screen and like wipe <laughs> off the screen, and then I'm fast forwarding. It's like, uh, yeah. Now that's a bug. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was a great. That was a great one. <laughs> oh man. So um. We're starting to wrap up here. Uh, one thing I just want to ask about, uh, personal hotspots. You did a Twitter survey. It's like, how are people using this? Did yeah. that result in anything? Uh, I've been testing it a little bit. I think what's... I don't have unlimited data, so I'm still really scared <laughs> about it. I think I just like haven't... I've always had cellular iPads, and so I didn't yeah. really get into the hotspot a ton. Um, but I'm just super curious. You can automate that with shortcuts is the, the point now, so you can turn it on and off and stuff like that. Um I think, yeah, I just end up not really running into it that much. Um, but even this week, I'm moving apartments and I don't have Wi-Fi, so I should maybe test that a little bit Yeah, um, because that can help. Yeah, I mean, I think that's another good just quality of life feature. Like if you, um, some people were like, oh, I always use it when I get in the car and my kid wants to use his iPad. And I was like, perfect, CarPlay automation there. A hundred percent. I think it's like, if you use hotspot, you're going to want this. If you don't, you're like, why would I use that? So <laughs> I think that's kind of, I don't know if it, it doesn't like convince me to use it more necessary. It doesn't like present yeah. new opportunities necessarily. Um, but I think it's interesting. And just, I think also like turning it off is probably the big one. So I turn it on and then stop blowing through my data. Cause that's probably the problem for me. So maybe I just need to think about it more that way. It's I would like, love if there'd be an automation for after I've used two gigabytes of hotspot data to shut it off. Yeah, like, yeah, on, that's on, exactly. On Netflix, like, shut me off. Because <laughs> that's, I think that's it. My experience with, I guess it's not hotspots, but I, I feel like multiple years I will download an iOS beta and go for a walk, and then it's like you just used your entire cell plan for the month, <laughs> and I'm like, great. Like, <laughs> so I guess that's not hotspot, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like when I get to the coffee shop or something like that, turn it on so that when you turn on your iPad, it's already there. Right. And those kind of things. Yeah. That's definitely a good one. And then um, optimized file size for PDF. It seems super handy and something they should have done years ago. And yeah, this can be an issue. Like PDFs can be like multiple hundreds of megabytes. And Totally. And they added a bunch of iOS 15 ones for PDFs too that I also didn't get incredibly deep with because I think it's. I'm going to talk to David Sparks about that because it's, I just don't get too much into PDFs, but that is the the big thing. I think being able to split it apart and all that that you can do is where I'm I'm very interested in yeah. like generating my shortcuts document or like documentation or something like that. Um, but I think just because I don't have that workflow. Because the biggest problem for me in the past was, was trying to email PDFs, and that was just a pain in the butt sometimes. Yeah, that's uh, totally. I mean, that's why like being able to get those files, generate the text on those pages, generate the PDF, optimize it, shoot it through your email. Like Those are all real business workflows that people do every day and spend time working on. And so that's just where... like me being like a silly content creator sometimes <laughs> is I'm like, I don't have the, like, the PDF, I'm worried about Friday video. What's this PDF? Yeah. Like this? It's not the monthly report or whatever like that, that you need to send every time. Yeah. But I think it's, it's, it's real powerful stuff. And I think totally like if you or any of your listeners are, you're like, I'm obsessed with PDFs. Like I'd love to learn about that. That's why I called out for the hotspot stuff too. Is like, I know people use this. I just don't personally use it. And so I want to help everybody else figure out how to use it too, because all the other stuff that you can hook into with shortcuts is the complicated part. Just tell me how you use PDFs and I'll be like, done. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the set flashlight now lets you enable the Apple Watch flashlight, but it seems like they didn't go all the way and you can't pick like the red flashing or it's, yeah. just, like, it's just on or off. You should That'd be a good one. I really like that feature. I feel like we should try to call it out or like, I don't know if you file feedback on that, but that would be a good one because that's an underrated little thing. It's like a, I use that when I was skateboarding. I use it all the time. Because it's like you don't have a rear view light or whatever. Yeah. It, it's yeah, it's, it's nice. a great little feature. And then that's uh, another one of those. Did you know your Apple watch can be an SOS? Yeah. And then uh, we're on Apple watch. There isn't actually I found that doesn't seem to work yet of starting the remote screen share thing on your phone. Yeah. Which I'm not sure if I need that as an action, but it's cool to be in there and hopefully it works. Well. Yeah. 
I think that's the accessibility thing. It's like yeah. the remote share. Um, yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense. It's um, a great feature as a content creator. Can, uh, yeah, I should try it. Screencasts. <laughs> I think it does require a series seven, series six or seven. Probably. Or I, yeah, Are you I think five? we were tweeting about that. Um, yeah, I think okay. I yeah, I just didn't I also didn't bother upgrading. I feel like they haven't. Some of those were like, yeah, I can get away with it. I mean, also it's like during the pandemic, I didn't go outside that much. So yeah, the Apple Watch has definitely not been. I've I. Uh, struggled with some of the battery life on the beta and I took it off for a while and I didn't notice a huge difference. And so I'm, I need to revisit my Apple watch experience. Cause yeah. I think I'm, I, I need to do more shortcuts. If you could tap your watch to an NFC tag and run your shortcut, oh, they would have nice. sold me in like one second. And so it's just like, let's get, let's get this going because that's the kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I went from, I went from five to seven just to have the more polished always on display. That's much brighter. That was yeah. a big selling point for me. Exactly. And, and the the remote screen share thing so great. Being able to just record my iPhone screen while I'm doing that, and just do screen screen casting the watch. You know, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, nice. that's pretty sick. Yeah. There is a feature that I saw recently, and I'm curious if you know about this. You can use the Apple Watch accessibility features to control the ipad and huh. and i was like i had not seen that I at all seen it either i gotta look it's that. in accessibility at like the very bottom on the watch it's control near by devices and so if you triple click the digital crown it'll give you this like nearby devices view and then when you click on the ipad it'll let you control the playback of the ipad and like oh my gosh i'm doing it right now Activate wild. Siri and control multitasking. App and switcher. I'm oh totally. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I didn't tell right a now. single. This is, this I, is crazy. This I didn't tell a single <laughs> other person when I saw this tweet because I was like, "That's so cool." This it's is like wild. not perfect, but this you can. Amazing. Yeah, you can control the. See, I'm loving the your reaction. Oh my um, god. <laughs> it's like it's definitely for accessibility. So like you can only have add a play pause control specifically. It's not like here's a now playing thing for the iPad, which I mean, is you what change the volume. You really want you could like change tracks because before like I'd use my Apple Watch to control iPhone playback, of course, and it'd be frustrating when I'm playing stuff on the iPad. I'm like the room away and can't do anything about it. It you can do it. You can do it. Through yeah. Time. So it's. It's functionally possible right now. I feel like this is like, they just need to add that. And I almost imagine a new, I've thought for a while, I think a couple of years ago, I thought they were like right on the edge of having the independent watch. And that's where it would make sense to me. Not only is the watch independent, but it also controls your iPad and your Mac and things like that. And that would, that would be so cool. Like, how do we have all this cool stuff? And it doesn't, it like, doesn't feel like it sometimes that's that's always so weird about the feature <laughs> like it's like i mean i know there's like a classic like louis ck bit where it's like you're everybody's in the air and we're all like nobody appreciates it or something like that but i feel like that's especially the ipad is like this it, it really is amazing what you can do with it now especially with shortcuts and and all the stage manager stuff and so i feel like it's, it's a good year for this stuff it's been overdue too <laughs> yeah Oh my gosh, that I, I had so much fun doing that just now. This and it works. <laughs> yeah, I love. I love. Like, yeah, it works in the background. I can like. Okay. This Don't. Is okay. Here, this. Let's keep it a secret on the iPad Pros podcast for all to listen. <laughs> Don't nobody tell anybody about no. this until I make my video. <laughs> yeah, this is really. You make your. I mean, you got you got some time before this one comes out. This is, this is really. I'm. Yeah. I don't even know if that's an iOS 15 feature. I don't. Or. I, iOS 16. I think it's. Has it been I think it's just an accessibility. I mean, it, it might have been, or for a while, but it is like one of those. That's that's so cool. I'm glad you're stoked. On and you can pinch <laughs> and double pinch and clen- they can like pinch to open up app switcher. That's like. Yeah, it's definitely designed for having motor motor control issues and not being able to reach the screen and things like that. So it's it's like not just a power user feature or something like that too. But I think it if you really want to do it, I mean. Again, the cool thing would be if you could, I guess you don't, it is just a triple click, but if you could run a shortcut to open all that, that would help too. This is great. <laughs> I was going to say that telling the iPad Pros guy about a, a really cool Apple Watch for iPad feature is definitely going to set you down the yeah, rabbit hole. Because like the iPhone and the Apple Watch are so interlinked. It's like the iPad's always just been its own separate silo. That's that's wild. So yeah, exactly. That works on if a Mac's nearby. Will that work too, or what's the? I don't think so. I think it's just for iOS devices. Okay. 
it is it's it's a good feature for sure but i mean especially for accessibility purposes because it's you can just imagine like having an ipad but you don't want to reach up to the top right like i have (laughs) ergonomic issues from doing that too much for the last seven years and so like being able to do it remotely is or like that was why universal control was huge for me because i keep my ipad up on the stand when i'm not using it on the desk in front of me and i would have to reach over and use the trackpad and stuff and reaching your arm up and down 30 times an hour is a repetitive motion that can easily cause rsi so now your next challenge is to create a shortcut on the watch that launches settings app and scrolls down to accessibility of that section to make it quicker yeah I can't do the scroll and tap and no. everything, but that's why, I mean, it should, it should absolutely be a feature for people who have accessibility needs to be able to trigger your watch accessibility shortcut using shortcuts. So I'll, I'll file that. Is there your all scheme for settings on the Apple watch to, to get into? I don't areas? think so. Okay. Yeah. That's the same problem. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I think that's where it, it'll be interesting to really see the, like, is that worth it kind of thing of like who, how many people are going to use a shortcut on their watch to open the settings app pages, <laughs> but also like, let me do it. Otherwise I'm never going to be able to. And for people who have accessibility purposes, it's really important. Yeah. I want that as a complication, just tapping that. Or it should really be in control center to be able to turn that on and off or something or get into that area. It's really like the accessibility shortcut is what it is. Um, Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm glad I shared that with you because I forgot. Uh, I always learn something in these podcasts and that that, that was a good one. You can, there is a a shortcuts action for turning on live captions though. So that's the other accessibility feature. Okay. Yeah. I love live captions. I've tested a couple of FaceTime calls. It's amazing how well it works with real time conversations. And then I understand it works like in you and videos as well, where you can download and have a little bit of yeah. start, which is nice. What, what's funny is you, in theory, you could have live captions, screenshot those captions and get the live text, text. out, but you can't try and scrap. <laughs> oh, that'd be a wild so. shortcut to set up uh, to like yeah, every two seconds. Cause you can all make screenshots, right? And yeah. it'll black out the video, I believe, but the live caption shouldn't be blacked out. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that'd be wild. It's You can, but you probably shouldn't. <laughs> you probably shouldn't. <laughs> They're just like, why are you taking screenshots every three seconds of this conversation? Does live caption, I think, also work um, for... It works for videos, so you could do a screen capture of a live caption instance, maybe. And live live text does live text work in videos? I forget. No, that would just be transcript. Or, I thought it does. No, I know it. It does. I don't it's think there's manual, a shortcuts though. action to get it from a video. Yeah, because you have to go frame by frame to like change what you're capturing. With the yeah, audience. it's mostly like a still image from a video. Yeah, you pause the video and then you get the text out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Hoping for transcription next year. That yeah, that'd be the big one that'd for be sure. Good. Anything else we can cover about uh, shortcuts for 16 that you'd want to before we wrap it up? I mean, there's like some minor, like uh, there's a list view on the iPhone and iPad now that the Mac one had. Um, so you can like see sort by recently updated and that kind of thing. I haven't used this once because the first time I did it on the first beta, it crashed my device <laughs> and I couldn't get back into the app without it <laughs> crashing again. And now I'm... I might never try this because I'm going to have to reset my entire device if it doesn't work. Um, and I don't want to do that. So <laughs> it's, it's a nice one. Check it out. If you don't have 3000 shortcuts, okay. um, otherwise like how you rename shortcuts slightly changed and kind of, there's a universal iOS 16 style that, uh, it adopted also, or like the one confusing thing is the, um, the details view where you like add to home screen or show and share sheet is now in the bottom center instead of the top right, um, kind of next to where you share and run the shortcut. So they just kind of rearranged everything slightly more so that it, I don't know, it flows a, a bit differently. Um, but that that can just be, you're like, where do I turn on the watch shortcut? And it's the icon is now in the bottom center, um, which is a little bit odd. But otherwise, it's pretty pretty much the same. Um, I do think, I wish we saw more on the Mac this year. Like they kind of did the Mac last year and then this year did app shortcuts. But 
didn't really do more on the Mac. And so that was kind of odd, I think. Um, but also, I'm sure it'll benefit from those app intense shortcut stuff. So I think it's like, it's weirdly, uh, the actions aren't like the most killer in the world. Like people aren't going to go crazy over the notes actions. I'm yeah. sure like iPad pros will or whatever, but I think the Safari tabs are going to be big. It seems like a tame year on the action front. Yeah, but I think also we did get a ton. And so setting that scene and going further from Apple themselves, I think would be important. This, like if they added Final Cut stuff and Logic stuff in, for the Mac in point one or point mm-hmm. three, like they did last time, that would be an easy way to win over a ton of people with just like, oh, shortcuts is like really here now kind of thing if you can do it for all the pro work too um yeah it'd be cool if there would be a way to automate in shortcuts um compressor that's the that's the tool totally that's a big one yeah Yeah. because it's just it already is a pipeline itself and so just (laughs) passing a video in and out and getting that stuff and then bringing really honestly bringing that that functionality to ipad though would be huge like taking those mac apps making that functionality kind of like a swift capable shortcut function Mm -hmm. and then making a cross platform. That's where some of the, the Mac iPad ecosystem coming closer can hopefully benefit the iPad in the long run too, because you should just be able to process one day. The iPads could, could be part of like a render farm for final cut, you know, totally. Like you should just be able to do video processing and photo editing stuff. So like, I think, Oddly, if you look at all of Apple's apps, they really have added shortcuts for almost all of them now. I think a lot of them could go deeper. And then I think these kind of content functions of video and file stuff that Workflow itself was actually good at beyond just the apps, like dates and text and all that short or Workflow and shortcuts has always been really good at. And then adding that really powerful background image removal, transcription stuff, that's that's when like you can do anything with shortcuts and then it's just about combining it creatively and getting those pro apps to get really deep shortcut support because then they can do the crazy cool stuff that you want to do also and that's that's all like on the very near horizon so i feel like it's it's an exciting time and and really for ipad too i think i think it was kind of hard to see where this was going when m1 stuff came out Mm -hmm. because you're like oh my god that stuff is just blowing this away but i think ipad can really compete in kind of like that laptop type zone more and replace it and then like you maybe maybe the world of desktop computers at home comes back i think that's been my realm with ipad for sure is i don't need a laptop most of the time if the ipad can do it and, and especially so with I external displays like external like display singular um yeah it's like you just users. change the display from yeah. the mac version to the ipad and you're good exactly. to go or like universal control really is like you don't even need the external display. i mean it just depends on how combined you want the experience but that's where yeah I, it's i really got to get stage manager going but if yeah if you're all in an ipad with like a two thousand dollar ipad it's nice yeah i mean well for that. sure yeah it take it to work and not even bring a laptop or whatever to exactly if you, yeah. if you need that setup so that's that's going to be huge for sure and i think that's where that with all the shortcut stuff is is a realm that i, I need to explore more because i have been on the Mac more, but my iPad setup with those focus modes is actually better in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Cause you get the so, home screen uh, stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's an exciting time. I feel like the focus modes really change things and being able to contextualize things and then automate that all with shortcuts is like, I feel like a lot of people barely even adopted focus modes and then we're going to just kick down the door and be like, here's what you can do now with this <laughs> year. And so that stuff is, that's going to be so sick. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the enhancements of focus has just been, it's been, it's like they finished it. Like it feels like this is version one. Yeah. Well, the big thing was instead of just allowing everything, you could only disallow certain things. It took and me so, so long to set those focuses. I was going through, I, I had, I got, um, um, like a third party card hop, I think it's called. Yeah. I mm-hmm. got a card hop. To, just for the functionality of groups, so I could set up all my contacts in the group, so I could quickly select everyone in a group, and it was so. Yeah. Tedious. Oh, nice. That makes sense. That. 
I just didn't do it at all. I mean, it helps that I didn't, I've I've ran into issues. So, but what I really did was I just set up every focus mode and then I went back. And then as I was in the focus, if I missed a thing, I allowed it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, But that's like, I literally missed my dad calling me back on his birthday (laughs) two days ago. (laughs) I called him back in time, but I was like, I missed it by like 45 minutes because of the focus mode only. And I was like, great. That was not a, that's exactly the kind of thing where it's like, it's his birthday and we could have just not talked because I didn't get that. That's wild. Uh, Well, um, this has been an awesome chat. I always look forward to these every year, and this year was no different. So thank you so much for your time uh, tonight uh, chatting about all things uh, shortcuts and iOS and iPadOS 16. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it's been fun. I like, I, like I said, it's always, you are like the first person I get to talk to like everything about too. And so I am excited to play around with the Safari tabs and get all this going. Well, um, where can people find your awesome membership to get uh, more out of shortcuts? Sure. It's at matthewcasinelli.com slash series shortcuts is my overall shortcuts catalog where I've got my library of shortcuts and a directory of all the actions, which I need to update with all of these uh, for iOS 16. Um, but then if you go to like matthewcasinelli.com slash membership, you can sign up for my shortcuts membership where I have even more shortcuts and I share uh, like exclusive member live streams and things like that. So it's always super welcome. And I'd love to have iPad pros people doing very cool. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Well, that's my discussion with Matthew Castanelli. My thanks again to him for his time recording this episode and learn more about shortcuts at Matthew You can get early access to the episodes over at patreoncom slash iPad pros or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts. My thanks to you for your time and attention tuning in. With that, I'll talk to everyone again real soon.